This episode of Q30 Sports is sponsored by Simple Stock. Learn about Forex, crypto, stocks, money management, and credit building. Sign up for free at simplestock.cc. Come on, people. It's simple. Q30 Sports. I am your host, G Money, G Baby, G Black, G. Let's get into the Q. Got some fighting to talk about today. I haven't recorded an episode in a while, so gotta get back in the groove. Good morning, everyone. Beautiful Saturday morning of November. Tonight's fight night. And I can't wait. Last week, Islam Makashev, Peter Jan, Jan Blahovich, Teixeira, Glover Teixeira. Last week's fight card was stacked. I'm just going to say, um, I missed it. <laughs> they changed the times up on me. Dana pushed all the times forward, and I thought it was going to be a bunch of late-night fights, and I was horribly wrong. Ended up missing all the fights, so I am upset with myself for, for that. But I'm definitely not missing tonight's fights. If I were to miss tonight's fights, I would just stop being a USC fan. Because obviously, all the fights that I've been wanting to see have now are now happening, and I'm missing them. So it's just like, I'm not even going to watch it anymore. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, no, today's the first episode I've done in a while. Feels kind of weird. Cause it's like not like before when I first did my first set of episodes, I kind of had like a like a good like like a good groove when I would get into it, and now it's like I'm trying to find that groove. I don't know what's up with that. It's weird. Maybe I'll find a new groove. Who who knows? But today. Uh, I got my guy, Mike Ellis, my 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 fight sports guy, who I like to go back and forth with. I got him. We're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna talk about tonight's fights. What's he thinking? Um, I will be coming up with more episodes soon. Um, basketball. Football. I haven't been talking about any of that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to talk about. Whether it be Henry Ruggs, Odell, uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, 
Aaron Rodgers and lying about COVID. There's so many things to talk about. Jamar Chase probably going to break the rookie record. Cooper Cup by the break. A few a few wide receiver records. Basketball, Golden State is going crazy. Lakers still trying to find their step. 76ers. Hey, man. Uh, 76ers. Sheesh. That's a tough one. Knicks doing their thing. Celtics, they're going to have to figure that out. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe I might get another episode in today, tomorrow. Maybe three today. Who knows? Anything's possible. In the words of Kevin Garnett. Ha, 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 ha. That was the wrong sound pad, uh, but who cares? So, we got Mike Ellis on the phone. How are you, hey, how's brother? Going, brother? Always, always, it's always a pleasure. A little early today, but we got to get it in before the fight so we don't miss another opportunity. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was saying right before I called you um, how I missed last week's stacked card. I was extremely upset. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about the time difference. And what's crazy is you got a stacked card on week A, and then you got, honestly, what I think is a fairly stacked card on week B. Like, this is back-to-back. This has been a heavy week for the crew at the UFC, not necessarily the fighters, because, you know, you don't fight back-to-back. So it's going to be interesting. But I think um, I think the card's stacked weird. So the first fight that I actually care about um, is in the prelims, which I think is the the main event for the prelims. It's Alex Perea versus Andres uh, Mitchellidis, however you pronounce their names, right? Uh, so the reason that, that fight's important is because Alex is being Izzy twice in kickboxing. This is the... Um, oh, this is his debut? Yep, this is his UFC debut. Um, so they have him as, as the, uh, the favorite which makes sense. His actual MMA record, uh, he lost his first fight, and I think he won the next three. Obviously not in the UFC. Um, his first fight, he lost to a rear naked choke, which everyone always says, like, oh, if you lose to a rear naked choke, like, you shouldn't be fighting. But, you know, um, I've been caught in them. It happens. Professionals get caught in them all the time. So I think it's interesting that they put this guy, who in the kickboxing world is phenomenal, um, to open up the prelims, or excuse me, to close up the prelims. But then on the main card, you have Shane Burgers, who's like, I think, lost his last two or three going against Billy, who's like lost his last two, I think. So, so you feel like he should be on the main card? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that, that Shane Burgos fight should have been bumped down. And I think that the um, Alex fight should have opened the main card and then had Justin Michael afterwards. Uh, do you feel like, so... I feel like what they... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, I feel like they they kind of like went with the the wrestling format on this. Like, you have Justin Gagey and Michael Chandler opening the main event, or the main card, I should say. That's going to be no matter the outcome, it's going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. And I think the Shane Burgos fight against Billy's going to be kind of boring. And then you go back up to Cheeto Vera and Frankie Edgar which is going to be a good fight. 
and then you have Rose, and then obviously the uh, the main event. So to me, it's kind of you open with a bang, and then you have a fight that, like, of course, any fight could, could del- deliver. I just don't see that one really delivering. Um. So I'm I'm actually finally looking at the lineup. Uh, I see where you're going with that. So you feel like the Shane Burgos fights would have should have been the Alex Pereira uh, slot. Yeah, I think that that should have been the headliner for the prelims. Uh, like I like Shane Bur I like Shane Burgos. Like I enjoy watching him, but he's like I get it. He's ranked, so you're going to put him on the main card. But I just. I feel like this is the fight that replaced the uh, Strickland uh, Rockhold fight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. The only way I could see, I mean, I see also the guy Al Quinta uh, fighting tonight as well. Yeah, that's another one that, like, that could have been a main card fight, I think. Only least Al Quinta. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was a toss-up. I'm pretty sure that was that was definitely a, a point of discussion between the Aliquinta, the Alex Pereira, and that Shane Burgos fight. Uh, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, maybe just because Shane Burgos was in a what he was in the main card when he lost to what's uh, Barbosa. Yeah, that was a pretty good fight. Too. So, so maybe that's why they gave him another one because he's yeah. I mean, Aliquinta's so obviously been in the main cards too, but oh yeah, um, yeah, so it's been a while for Aliquinta. Gagey Chandler. Oh, man. I'm still up in the air. I don't know if that would be the best fight of the night or the Kamaro fight. I don't know. I don't know which one would be better. The Gagey well, or the Usman fight. I think what it's going to come down to is... So it's weird because, you know, uh, you could have a fight that you're like, that was phenomenal because... And, and there was a quick knockout, you know, within the first few seconds. And you think it's a phenomenal fight, not because the dude got knocked out, but because the application of technique of the fighter that delivered the knockout. But then you could have a fight. You could have a fight that goes, you know, all fifty million rounds, and it's just a banger, like Usman Kamara was the first time. Uh, Usman Kamara um, was the first time. I, I can't even. I can't. I say his first name and his last name as he fought himself. Uh, the Kobe Usman fight. Um, you know, it went all the way into the, the fifth round with, with the knockout, but it was a banger beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And with the, with that fight versus the Chandler Gaethje fight, it could be a quick knockout in either of the fights, or it could be the fight that goes a distance. Like, I think both of those absolutely um, are main event caliber. I get, I get, you know, putting Chandler. Um, I get putting the fight towards the bottom. You know, both guys are coming off of a loss, and. I, I think that there was the build up for this I think was more sad to be honest with you. Like Gaethje was upset that he wasn't fighting for the strap and they that's all he ever said, like, I'm upset, I'm not I should be getting it. They never called anybody out, like and then here comes Chandler off his loss, so it makes sense, you know. Connor's out of the picture and all this other stuff, so you have Gaethje and Chandler. The fight makes sense on paper. I just don't think Gaethje is in it for the fight. Like, I think he's upset. I think he wants the title fight, even though he doesn't deserve it. And Chandler obviously doesn't deserve it now. I mean, he had it, but... <laughs> so I think it's going to be a good fight. I feel like Chandler could finish the fight early or Gaethje can take the fight to distance. Mm. If you feel... If, if it goes the distance, you're leaning more towards Gaethje. But... 
if it's the fight were to end in the first two rounds, then you're going to be leaning towards Michael, correct? Yeah. Now, now of course, you know, our record is fucking terrible when we call fights with each other. It is. Um, it is. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Like, when I, when, I, when I don't talk to you, I'm usually right. Um, now, with that being said, like, I also feel like Chandler's cardio is, is really good. It just hasn't been tested that much, even in the past. Um, I just think Gaethje... No, I, I, I think Gaethje's being, yeah, I think Gaethje's more of a sporadic fighter, mm-hmm. whereas Chandler is extremely controlled. So I think if he gets late and later into the round, it's going to be harder for Chandler to, to maintain, that compose, maintain that composure. So mm-hmm. I could see Gaethje winning it in the later rounds. But I think at minimum rounds one and two are going to go to Chandler, and then everything after that's going to be up in the air. I think about uh, when Gagey fought Tony Ferguson. That, I believe, went the distance, correct? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It shouldn't have. It shouldn't have. Yeah, it shouldn't have. It, was, it should have been called. But Ferguson took more damage than he needed to. But I, I mentioned that because um, <clears throat> when you say, yeah, if it goes the distance, then Gagey. So I've seen Gagey put out five-round output. So... Mm-hmm. I'd be more confident in saying, yeah, if it goes all five and it goes to the decision, most likely Gage will win because I've only seen Michael in short bursts, short short moments of time. When he, he knocked out Dan Hooker, he was out of there quick. Second round, he gets knocked out by Charles. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen him go the distance and what kind of volume and output he puts in a full five round fight. So yeah, I feel more confident about Gagey if it were to go the distance, but if it ends short, it's mostly Actually, because Chandler knocked him out. You know, you know what? I didn't even think about it. This isn't even a five round fight. I'm over here talking about going the distance in five rounds. They just got to go three. This is a three round fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opening fight. It's a three round fight. You think they put that, the, that fight, the first fight, because there's five fights on, on the main card. So they're just like, let's figure out how to keep their attention. We don't want people I mean, to, to tune into the main card after the chain, Shane Burgos fight. There's no shade to Shane yeah. Burgos. It's just no, no. a it's lot of like people aren't going to tune in until, yeah. until like pretty much everyone just wants to see the Gagey, the Rose, and the Camaro fights. That's it. Like, yeah. Yeah, Frankie and Edgar I, and Vera, but it's like. And I think that I think the Edgar verified. I think that's going to be like one of the surprise fights. Two people that are turning in to watch Chandler Gaethje or um, Usman Kobe. Like, if you're just a, a, a generic fight fan, I think if you watch the full fight, I think the Marlon Vera fight is going to be very entertaining. I also think Vera's going to win it though. I I, I know I, he's like. I feel like that those two should have been flip flopped. That Frankie Edgar Marlon Vera fight. I feel like would have been a a more than competent opening fight for the main card and then have Gagey right before the Rose fight. Um, Yeah. Marlon Vera, I don't know much about him. I did see when he he beat um, Sugar uh, due to Sugar's foot injury. Mm -hmm. Um, I just have one question. This is bantamweight, correct? Because I, mm-hmm. I get my weight classes mixed up. I think everybody does because UFC's got 50 million weight classes. 
is this the same weight class as Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw, and the badass Peter Yan? They're all bent. They're all uh, bantam weights. I think so. Yeah. Then the, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> like I'm done. Anyone in Peter Yan's weight class is getting smashed, and I have that's uh, so why I have no care. <laughs> I have no care for the bantam weight division. Like, well, no, yeah, and it's funny because you say that because like that's that's the fact. Anybody who's going to fight them is going to have to. They're going to have to go through everyone just to be able to have the the knowledge to be able to take them on. Because yeah, that's it's not that it's a hurting division. It's just the dude up top is the dude up top for a reason. Yeah, it, it, that division. It's like. When you when I think of like when I think of the divisions and all their champions, right? There are certain divisions that have like they just have like that oomph to them. So when you think of the lightweight division, you got your you got Michael, you got Justin, you got Tony, you got uh Connor, Dustin, Charles, all these people, and it's just like Islam, and you're just like, man, it's just like it's like all these high level bosses in one arena. And then you get something else. Then you get like a welterweight where you got Kamaru, Yakobi, Jorge, all these different people. You're just like, any given day, I could see that person winning. But then you mm-hmm. think of like divisions like the Bantamweight, and it's just like Peter Yan's just like <laughs> almighty. Is, I don't see yeah. anyone touching him, touching him at all. Like he's the Corey. I'm so mad I missed the Corey Sanhagen fight. I did not think Corey Sanhagen was going to beat him, but Corey Sanhagen definitely gave him, like, a good challenge. Like, it was a very entertaining fight from the highlights I watched. But Peter Yonge is on a whole nother level, and I don't see anyone in the bantamweight division even close to, like, oh, yeah, he's going to push him. No, there's no one's going to push him. Marlon Vera's not going to push him. This Marlon Vera yeah, Frankie yet, Edgar fight is really just it's a it's a fluffer because I mean Frankie Edgar got knocked out by Sanhagen, right? No one's really checking for 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 Frankie Edgar. So he's kind of like just that guy where they're like, "Well, if you beat him, then we might give you like a really we might give you a nice shot not at the championship, but at like okay, Marlon Vera beats Frankie, they might give him Sanhagen." They might give him sugar again. They might give him. He's not. He's, they're not going to give him Dillashaw. I don't see that happening. Probably Dillashaw is probably going to fight. Um, we'll probably fight Peter Yan next, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean the. You have um, the Sterling fight, but you um, look at the guys that that guy. You look at the guys he's beaten, like San Hagen, Aldo, Favor. Like, those are, like... Cream of the crop. To, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, granted, you know, a little bit later in the career, but Aldo and, like, your eye, like, your eye is great. Like, he's a great fighter, and he couldn't do it. So, like, yeah, I know, I agree. And it's funny because I, I take I take a lot of offense with some of the Russian fighters because I just don't like their, their style. But Peter Yan is... It's just, like... So, like, with... Um, the heavy grappling, is it? That's what it is? Well, no, 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 no. I could appreciate the heavy grappling. So, what I think there is, is 
there's a lack of respect for the the fighting at like the the, the fist, like um, the stand up game. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of disrespect for it. Like so, it, it, to me, it's going back to back in the day when you know BJJ Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like if you have it, you're going to win the UFC. You know, you thought early on so there was no striking game, and so like props to you know these guys that are coming in and they don't need to they don't need that striking game mm-hmm. and it's funny because to me it's one of those 50 50 things like i love a good striking game but i love a good ground game mm-hmm. but to me a lot of these russian fighters right now they're so focused on grappling that it almost makes the fights a little boring sometimes like all they're trying to do is gas the opponent out a little bit or get him to make a mistake get it to the ground and then just get him in a in a choke or in a a heel hook or something like that to, to end the fight. So to me, like as as entertaining as the fights could be, they end up being kind of boring. Like mm. as much as everybody wants to talk about, um, oh, what's his name? Retired guy. Retired. Yeah, the uh, undefeated, um, twenty five and zero, whatever it was. Khabib. Um, yeah, Khabib. Like I enjoy watching Khabib, but it's also usually really boring. Fair now I do respect the control that they have emotionally. I think that's phenomenal. But like you look at like Khabib, like you have to. I think I sense it to you. Like the only person that ever like genuinely went at him was Connor, and that was the most entertaining Khabib fight. Everything else is just like, all right, Khabib's just gonna get you to the ground, and he's gonna choke you out, or he's gonna bend your arm, and you're gonna tap. And that's kind of like the Russian pedigree right now. Now, here's the thing. It's working. So, like, I'm not – I can't hate on something that's giving you success. I just think from an aspect of being a fan, like, a lot of the fights end up being boring. But I don't see that with Peter Yan. I see Peter Yan as a dude who wants to, like, to, to go and fight at, at every level, if you will, at every spectrum of the the fight game. Um. Uh- I feel as though that, okay, so it's more so, Russia is has always been a, been a, a very big wrestling country. Yeah, they, they fight bears, like. Yeah, so, <laughs> but no, like usually anytime I think of, anytime I hear stories about, or I was watching audio, or whatever the case may be, about um, rushing combat sports, it always revolves around wrestling something. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got like your, your Fedor story. So it's really like that's what it comes down to. Where in the UFC, there's somewhat of a discrepancy as when they say, oh, this fighter is from Russia. You get a lot of fighters from the that region. Khabib, Islam, that region of fighters that are big on the Sambo. They're coming, those guys. Then you yeah. got your other Russians, which is not many of them, and that's why it kind of seems like that. Like, the Russians just like, screw striking, we're just going to grapple you down. It's because the majority of Russians that are in the UFC are coming from that Khabib Islam region. They all do that. Mm-hmm. Peter Yan is not even, I don't even believe the part of Russia he's from is no, even No, he's from, like, close. the opposite side. I yeah. Think. Yeah, no. And I think that's why. He's, like, a whole Texas away. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's the reason why, that it looks like, then, like the Russians just and, don't and care. I, because he's a boxer. I get that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But you look at like I don't I don't want to skip over the Rose fight, but just to make like a quick connection, like you look at like um, Usman and Covington. These are two of the elite wrestlers of the world. And in that last fight, they did not try to take each other down. Which I appreciated so, so much. Yeah, because to me, like, there's, there's, there's a double-edged thing on that. I don't know if we've mentioned it before or not, but, like, you look at as, as much as they hate each other, and I don't think, and I genuinely believe Kobe does not respect Kobe. I do believe that when he says that. But I think that it's not about respecting his fight capabilities or respecting him as a person for not wanting to try to take him down. I think it's protecting the integrity of his fight style. And it's the mm. same thing for Usman. Like, he wants to protect the integrity of his fight style. So if we never wrestle, we, if we never wrestle, we never have to say who's better at wrestling. And I think it's kind of a cop-out in a way that they did that. They did not wrestle, and it's a shame. Like, it really is, you know. Um, you have Kobe, who comes from, like, the DC pedigree. Like, the dude's a phenomenal wrestler. And, and you have Usman, who's a phenomenal wrestler, but they won't wrestle each other. Now, I will say this. If they wrestle tonight, I think whoever gets in that first, hey, we're going to wrestle and get that first, like, not necessarily the takedown, but get some momentum into it, I think it win the fight because the other fighter is going to be confused. Like Kobe said it himself. He didn't follow his fight plan, his fight plan, and it included wrestling. So, like, time will tell. But that's that's what I'm getting at. You have you have these fighters that respect a fight style so much that they're willing to not use it because they don't want to like um, disturb their their perfectionism with it. You know, like you're not going to see Khabib not go to the ground. You're not going to see him try to finish a fight standing up. He's going to take it to the ground because that's where he's most most confident and most comfortable. And even when he if he, if he took on somebody who is at the same level as, as grappling, he's still going to try to grapple because his stand-up game is, is that weak, in my opinion. He got better over time, but it's not it's not elite. He's elite in one area, and it ain't fucking worked for him. Like I think Islam is going to be a more balanced fighter, to be honest with you, by the time it's all said and done. I agree. But to back to that point that you were trying to make, so you feel as though Kamaru and Kobe did not wrestle – because they didn't want to look, they didn't want to be the one to actually end up looking bad wrestling the other person. Yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, you got, you got to think. There's, it's, so both of them know they can throw, they can throw bones. They know that. Now, when it comes to when, it, like in my opinion, when it comes to wrestling, so I always tell people, if you want to learn to fight, start with wrestling or start with boxing. Because those two um, are going to make you, they're going to give you that um, that commitment and that integrity and that, uh, I can't think of the word, like that, that drive. Um, it, it's like that full package. It's, it's so hard. It gives you that focus. And so once you become really good at wrestling or once you become really good at boxing and you want to branch out, it gives you discipline. That's what I'm looking for then you could branch out. Whereas if you try to go straight into like jiu-jitsu or something like that, they teach you very early on, you know, how to do, you know, your arm trap and roll and all these basic moves, which on, on paper are very cool. If you don't know how to fight, you get in there and you do a couple lessons and you're like, okay, cool. You do this for 18 months, three years. You, you could possibly go pro. 
but boxing is something that you do from a very early age, and so is wrestling. It builds discipline. And so with these two guys being so disciplined when it comes to wrestling, and are being so disciplined to not want to use their wrestling because it is that protected fight style for them, they know that if they make a mistake in wrestling, it ends the fight, and it's like, well, you're supposed to be a good wrestler. What happened? It's like, well, fuck, I didn't see that coming. Whereas if you just get knocked out by a punch, you're just like, hey, you know what? Uh, the puncher's luck. I feel like I feel like that's the argument that if you were to get in their brains, I think that's the argument they would have internalized. Mm. I never took it in that way. I was, I was of the the, the school the train of thought where it's more so because they respected each other enough that somewhere along the line this is this is my theory that they respected each other's wrestling so much like they revere each other in wrestling so much that at some point either it was said either verbally or telepathically <laughs> yeah, yeah that they were like i'm not going to wrestle you we're going to fight we're going to we're going <laughs> to like Somewhere along the line, they both, like, made eye contact, and they both understood, like, yeah, we're just going to beat each other up. And they were like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> they are yeah, just like, no, I'm cool with that. It's cool. I think I think that, like... They made an agreement. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I could see that. But it's funny, because with that fight, like, I think... I think the only honest man in this fight, honestly, is, is Colby when it comes to, like, I don't like you, I don't respect you. And him thinking that he he does performance enhancers, I think he genuinely believes that. I don't think he's throwing it out there to blow smoke. I think he's an honest guy. Usman, I think, is honest all the way up into the to the end where he says that like he respects Kobe's like fighting. I don't think he respects his fighting, like not one bit. We'll, 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 let me see that. Let me see that. So you know, talk is cheap, right? So and was it the third round when when they thought Kobe broke his jaw? Or was it the fourth? Fourth. Okay, so when Kobe goes back uh, to the corner... Or the end of the third. It was either the end of the third or the fourth. Because Kobe yeah, did go like, a whole round with the, with the broken jaw. Yeah. So Kobe goes to the corner and he says, hey, I think he broke my jaw. He never said, hey, I'm throwing the towel in. Nothing like that. He said, hey, I think he broke my jaw. And uh, whether or not it's true or not, I think I think Kobe has some like good points to say. Like, that's not even the real fucking x-ray. Like, that's not how x-rays are done. Like... When you throw something like that out and you look at like the history of X-ray and you're like, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe maybe the jaw didn't get broken. Maybe it maybe it had fra- a slight fracture or something like that, right? Whatever the case was, or maybe it just fucking hurt. Um, but then you have Usman over here, like uh, pretty much saying like, well, your your corner, uh, you were trying to throw in the towel, like I broke your jaw and everything like that. Instead of looking at the full like fight, he says he does, but I don't think he does. I think he's so focused on like I broke your jaw. There's never a, uh, an admittance to you had me for three rounds. Like I was down on the cards for I think it was all three rounds. He was down on the cards. It wasn't until round four and five that he actually come back. So if the, if the fight went the distance, there's a strong possibility he would have lost the strap. And I don't think that that Usman respects. He says he respects um, Colby's capabilities, but I don't think he respects the level of understanding how close he actually was to losing that fucking belt. Um, and so I think he's lying about that. No, no, no. I I will say this um, because I did hear him um, uh, to that point. What you're saying, as what he's been saying recently, 
that's just because Kamaru's not a great shit talker. <laughs> that's one thing I've noticed. No, no. He's not. <laughs> he's terrible. Like, he's, he's not well-versed <laughs> in that, okay? We leave that for mm-hmm. the Jorge's, the Kobe's, the Connors. You know, mm-hmm. he's not very well versed in that at all. It's like Michael Chandler. Like Michael Chandler is actually such a nice guy, like a gentleman. He's not gonna yeah, like. If he says something, if he says something mean, it's probably gonna really offend you. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's, and it's probably gonna come off like he's really trying hard to offend you, compared mm-hmm. to just like it's just talk. Like he just talks shit. Like he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's, it kind of comes off like that with Kamaru. Like when Kamaru talks shit, it's like he's putting on a front. So mm-hmm. to the point is um, what you're saying is he had an interview what? with Joe Rogan after the Kobe fight where he admitted to Joe where he was like, no, in the Kobe fight, that was the first time ever in my career where I would go back to the corner and ask my corner who won that round. So he's admitted it. He's admitted it. It was years ago. It's, it's, that was a while ago. Yeah. But he admitted I, it I to Joe. Yeah. He was like, Which this is, is the first because- fight ever that I actually go back to the corner and be like, okay, who won that round? So he, he gave respect to Kobe. He's just not doing it now okay. because he's in shit-talking mode, quote-unquote. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. So the fight, fight mode. Week, yeah. So that's why he's saying that. But he's already okay. admitted all that stuff. He was like, man, like, that was a good fight. I hope he could do it again. Um, that was the first time I ever went to my corner and was like, man, did I actually win that round? Like, he had, he admitted all that stuff to Joe. Damn, I, I didn't know that. So, okay, that, that kind of flips my script a little bit. Um, but, yeah, like, I think, with that being said, then I'll say then, yeah, I, I do believe he's honest about the respect of uh, the fighting style that Kobe has. But I think that Kobe is being very honest when he says he doesn't respect any aspect of Usman. And I think that's because he genuinely believes the things he says, whether it's true or not. Like, there's there's been fighters that have gone in their entire career just to come out and be like, yeah, I did PEVs. I just never got caught. Like, that's happened. So I'm not saying that, like, Usman is or isn't doing it. I just think that Kobe believes it, and because Kobe believes that, he has no respect for him whatsoever. And it's funny because I always tell people, like I know, I know people that have fought um, against people that have used steroids and stuff like that, and they always say, like, it only matters if you get into deep water, like getting into like that round four or five if you're going that long, because that's where that stamina is going to come from. Like doing doing steroids does not give you skill. It gives you the ability to go longer and harder in the gym. Like, you know, it's steroid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of an interesting point that, that people make is like, you know, you can do all the steroids you want. It's not going to make you a better fighter up front. Now on the back end, on the back nine, if it's playing golf, yeah, it could definitely make you a better fighter because you just have that energy, you know, that, that ability to push through. Um, who do you think is going to win it? I don't see Kobe winning. If Because again to me The Kamaru Kobe Fight one was a classic To me just because Of the output alone The volume between the two The shots that were connecting The exchanges and everything And it wasn't like oh He's look at his skill It's so good look at these counters Look at no 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 no. it was just Two guys in there Toe to toe like uh, what's this? See, um, you you heard of like those um, 
you see it in like in the movies, like a cartoon where like the guys stand toe to toe with like a dagger between them or something like that, and they just punch each other in the face till whichever one falls yeah. down first loses. Mm-hmm. It was like that. It was just like we're just gonna flat on steroids. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna duke it out. You know what I'm saying? It's not the best of techniques. It's not like I'm gonna be slipping and do all. No, we're just gonna see who punches who more and harder. And I really, really appreciated that style of fight to the point of you mm-hmm. talking about like how like the wrestling is boring. That fight had not one single boring five seconds. They no, no, they it got after good. it from the beginning, and I appreciate that fight so much. But I feel as though if you were to have beat, if Kobe was to have beaten Kamaru, that would have been the moment. Because one, you didn't go to the ground. And volume-wise, Kobe is is more uh, renowned for putting out higher volume. So you had him on the volume, but... Three of your punches equaled literally one of his punches. So that's why yeah, Kobe's no, face looked like a battered carcass. And Kamaro, who got hit a lot, didn't look like he got hit as much as well, he did. Here's the thing. I think Kamaro and Izzy, they, there's there's no meat on their face. They just have skin and bone. And and then there's like that's some like leather point. in between it. Like They're so hard to, to break down their face see the actual damage but like if you look at the um the second and the third order effects of when the punch connects when you see that controlled move back it's like okay yeah like i'm absorbing that punch but what you saw in that last fight was a lot less net control so when kobe was hitting yeah he was knocking his head back and i think that you're not going to see physical damage all the time as so much as you're going to see the, the the blood on Kobe, you know, like you're gonna see his like uh, cheeks swell up and stuff like that. You're not gonna see that on Izzy. You're not gonna really see that on 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 Usman. Like they their faces just don't do that. But, but with that being said, I felt that like yes, Usman's punches did hit harder. But see, the thing to that point is, and the reason why I mentioned that is, the judges, not all, but I do know for a fact that judges do score the fight on the damage, on the visible damage. So Mm -hmm. the fact that Kobe looked the way he looked, that even worsened his chances on the decision card. So, and it shouldn't be that way. You say that, but he was up on three rounds. True, he was. Uh, I'll at least give him two for sure. Usman needed the knockout. Yeah, I'll give him two for sure. Usman needed the knockout, or he needed like, Ten eight rounds, ten seven, which you weren't going to get. But we we all know that the 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 UFC judging is is, is shisty, is very sketchy. Oh, yeah. So that's why I say the damage on his face. Even if he might have won that round, by the time he went back to that corner and that judge saw his face, they probably counted that. They counted that against him. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I, like that was a thing. Um, so what about what about the uh, the liver shot and the the eye gouge that Kobe's been talking about. So the eye gouge, I didn't, I didn't even realize. Like full disclosure, I did not realize it until Kobe brought it up. The, he, the liver shot, I saw that. I was like, no, nah, that's a bad, that's a bad call, round. The like, liver so shot. Which was the liver shot? We, it was like it a was punch. A kick. He, 
Oh, the no, kick to the kick. to the nuts. It, it was like watch it again. He didn't hit the nuts. Like, no, that was not a nut shot. Yeah, the nut shot. That's fake. That's completely fake, for real. Um, I've watched that multiple times. First of all, they have a cup. Second of all, yeah. like where he hit him at, where the most impact would have, you know, that was nowhere near. That was that was like in the upper high area of the thigh. Yeah. Inner, inner thigh. He didn't, and then it went up, and then like touched the damn, you know, what I'm saying the cup, and like because I remember they were talking about. It, it was like, is that? Oh well, I guess you know. But it's like, no, no, no. That was fake. The no. eye gouge. That was weird because he did poke him in the eye, but the eye that Camaro. This is why I noticed the eye that Camaro was um, managing was not the eye that I saw. It got poked. He was managing yeah. his right eye, and I saw Kobe poke him in his left eye. And Co- and Kamara was like, uh, my right eye, my right eye. That's what I noticed. Yeah. So, so like, with, that with was that weird. Said, do you think it's fair that if hypothetical, right? If you're if you're the ref and you notice, hey, like, all right, yeah, he. Let's be extreme about it, okay? Guy throws a punch and a kick at the same time, right? The punch lands square on the jaw, but then there's a nut kick. And you're and the fighter goes back to the ref saying, "Hey, he hit my eye." Now, do you think the ref should be like, "Well, he actually hit your nuts," but you know what? You're complaining about the wrong thing. Continue the fight because I feel like in like yes, that's extreme, but I feel like in this situation where if you're going to complain about the wrong thing, then the thing you should have complained about has no fucking water in the cup. Or do you think it's the ref's responsibility to be like, "Nope, nope, that's still bad." Give him a break. It's the ref's responsibility. Um, but again, that's also why I say that that was Kobe's best chance because he had him up on the cards. He he had Kamaru digging in this shitty trick bag of, oh, he poked me in my eye and kicked me in my nuts when he really did yeah. it. Like he, Kamaru was trying to pull out the stops to do. That's why, that's, mm-hmm. and like when I sit back and think about it, the fact that Kamaru admitted that this was like, the fight where he didn't really, like he would go to the corner and not know if he was up or not. Mm-hmm. I can see where saying, oh, trying to buy time, you know, because fighters do that, but only yeah. you, fighters, you know savvy fighters, you know, but for him, that's why he would do that. I can see that's why he would do that. He would do that because he know he's down on the round. So somewhere in between, I need to catch a breath. Ah, he poked me in my eye. But again, the reason why I think that that was Kobe's best chance was Kamaru has gotten better since then. Yeah. And so to to add on to to add on to what you just said about like digging deep, and then I'll comment on the Kamaru's gotten better because I agree Kamaru has gotten better. Um, McGregor recently shared a, a video because somebody said, "Hey, you know, you cheated in the last fight. You grab you grabbed the glove," and and he did. And then Connor, real quick, was like, yeah, as he was grabbing the fence, it's like, oh, well, shit, okay. Two wrongs make a right, I guess, in the UFC. You know, like, if you're not going to call one thing, and it's like, I guess like in basketball, right? Like, if I was not seen, does it count? And I think that, like, when you look at something like Kamara, like, faking it, and the ref didn't catch it, well, then it counts. Just like McGregor grabbing the glove while um, – Dustin's grabbing the fence. The ref doesn't see either one of them. It doesn't count. But if he sees one of them over the other, that's the one that's going to matter, you know? So 
I think you're right to say that like a fighter is going to do what a fighter needs to do. Like there is no such thing as a clean fight, you know, like there's just not. Um, but I think the one thing that I, they asked Colby about, does he have octagon rust? Cause he hasn't fought in so long. And he was like, no, I don't believe in that. And so I know what we did, I think it was like the first time we did this. I talked about like the fight psychology and or sports psychology a little bit in it. And I think that with Colby saying that, like I saw that look in his eyes, no, there's, I don't know. I, I, I train every minute that I can. I fight every minute that I can. He's, I got a new team. I'm focused, everything like that. Now, again, I always say talk is cheap, but I feel that Colby, for, like I think you look at like a Colby or like a Chandler or like, even a newsman. I think these are guys that don't necessarily need to be in a fight to get better. Now, you look at somebody like Izzy, for example, he needs to be in fights to be better, or he's not done, He's not going to get better. Now, the one thing that I will say is, like, I think Usman is a phenomenal fighter. I'm not an Izzy fan. And the reason I'm not an Izzy fan is Izzy has not gotten better as champion. He just hasn't. Usman's gotten better in every fight. And, and to me, that goes back to, like, the Mike Tyson attitude of, yeah, you, you're the best and you won the title. But you have to be better than the best to keep the title. And I think that that is Usman. He's become better than the best to keep the top. Izzy has not. Izzy's fights have been, like, lazy. He's been lucky. And I think that he's just playing on the fact that he has almost... He's, he's on the verge of, like, having that, like, Hollywood aesthetic. Like, for B-rated movies, though. Like, people know who he is. People are going to watch him fight. And they're going to talk about how great he is when, realistically, he's Honestly, he's gotten lucky to keep it as long as he has. Whereas with Usman, like, it's a staff division. Like, it really is. But I think that Kobe is the one guy, I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think Kobe's the one guy who can get better without fighting. Like, I always tell people, like, I like to shoot. I can get better without pulling the trigger on a gun, though, because I can practice fundamentals. And I think that when you look at the pedigree and the discipline of wrestling, like we talked about, I think that Kobe is the kind of guy, just like Usman, is the kind of guy who doesn't have to actually be in a real fight to get better at fighting because they're looking at the technicalities of it. They're looking at the being their practitioners, their professionals at it. They're looking at the fundamentals and their and their application of the fundamentals. So I think these are two guys that don't need to fight to get better, but Usman has been fighting and been getting better. So like for me, like it's it's a hard call. Like I don't know who's going to win the fight. I would like to see Kobe. Because I would like to see them running back a third time because that first fight was that good. But then again, like, it's funny because you didn't watch the Fury Wilder fight because mm-hmm. of the second fight. And you missed one of the greatest heavyweight boxing fights, like, ever. And I think that if we see, like, some bullshit stuff go down tonight where people lose respect for Usman, we're gonna, we're gonna see a third fight that is just gonna be the best fight UFC's ever had. See, but I told you, uh, I did tell you that I've learned from that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've learned from that situation. I would never, ever put my personal feelings before the fight ever again. <laughs> like, however I feel personally, I I will put that to the side because it's not personal; it's business. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. so I would never do that again. Like, I, I definitely learned from that. Um, oh, that was, that was such a beautiful fight, and I and I think that the fight we're going to get tonight, 
no matter how far it goes, we're going to see, like I said at the beginning, we're going to see a fight that deserves to be the headliner. And if it's a short fight or a quick fight, we're going to see some professional type output when it comes to putting on a show. See, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of skittish about this fight. I, Because part of me wants it. It's like Jurassic Park. It's a classic. The first movie is a classic. Then it's like, well, how, if you're a, a Jurassic Park fan, it's like, well, then how do you outdo the first one? Mm-hmm. And then you get Lost World. Yeah. So, and I actually personally like Lost World more than the first one, but that's usually it's like it's the not sequel. The, it's not the first one though. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's never the the sequel is never the original, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm scared of. I'm not scared, but that's what, that's what I'm skittish about because I mm-hmm. enjoyed the first fight, I and mean, you've heard me mention the first fight numerous of times ever since you've known me, uh, Mr. Mike Ellis. But it's like. It was magical. I feel like the second fight would be more like the first fight between Kamaru and Jorge, where it's just like, what the hell is this? And then someone's going to win by, Kamaru could win by decision or whatever the case may be in a fight that is not what we expected it to be. I just, for okay. some reason, I'm, I I don't see it being able to, to to compare it to the first fight. For whatever reason, I just feel like that's usually how things go. They just the the second fight is never as really as good as the first, and no, that's, hopefully that's I'm fair. wrong. So let, let's look at this real quick because I think after the first fight, both both fighters psychologically and physically, um, as far as like what what happens to your body in these fights, I think both guys are not the same. Um, that doesn't, and I and I think like Kumar has protected himself a lot better since then. And we'll see how Kobe protects himself. But I think that if it goes the distance, I, I honestly think you could see Kobe walking away with it because of how dynamic he is when it comes to delivering in that, in that stand-up fight. Um, if it, I, and so I think if it goes the distance, like and it's weird because I usually say if it goes the distance, the champ's going to win because you have that you have the fighters draw, you know. And I, I believe in that so much. But this is one of those cases where I'm like, if it goes the distance, I can see Kobe winning it. If it doesn't go the distance, I can see Usman winning it. But at the same token, I don't know. Like, for them to say that, um, like, for all the professional, the pros to sit there and be like, Usman's going to win it, Usman's going to win it, Usman's going to win it. Like, five out of five pros saying Usman's going to win it. I'm over here like, I think I think you, you're completely missing the fact of what the first fight was and acknowledging that it delivered the way that it did. Again, Usman's gotten better. We don't know if Kobe's gotten better. But I think that there's a lot of, well, the first fight was this, so it's just going to be like that again. And I just don't see that. I don't see the first fight, first fight again. I either think it's going to it's gonna be just a fucking all-around, like, to the wall. We're not even going to protect each other's face. We're just going to see who's going to fall first type of fight. Or we're going to see a very boring fight, like you said. I don't I don't think Kamaro's willing to though Kamaro came out on top the first fight I I don't see Kamaro willing to He's a fighting chance. I don't see him willing to risk it though. And what I mean by risk it is 
again, he admitted to Joe how he was, his thoughts when he would go back to the corner. Camaro, to me, is a very smart guy. Very calculated, smart guy. There's a reason why he fought Jorge the way he fought Jorge the first time. Because he didn't want to strike it out with Jorge. Yeah. That's why he did what he did and did the toe stomps and so on and so forth. He didn't want to do. He didn't want to just leave it on the feet like he did with Kobe, which was why I was so upset about the first Jorge fight because I felt like if he kept it on the feet like he did with Kobe, and gave Jorge that same respect, which obviously he didn't because he knows that Jorge is nowhere even close in the stratosphere of wrestling wise. He's like, I just do what I want. I just do it this way because if I actually stand up with him, thinking that you know what, I stood up with Kobe, I can stand up with anyone now. No, something bad is going to happen with Jorge because I, I, I feel like he knew that. And because I think that Kamara is such a smart guy, he's not willing to risk having that feeling or that thought process again of when he's going back to his corner, he's like, man, that's, am I up right now? That's a scary thought. That's so, that's so scary. And that's why I think and he's not going to risk it. He's not going to do what he did the first fight. He's not going to – I don't see him standing right there, mano y mano, going toe-to-toe with Kobe again. Because I feel like that's what Kobe wants. He's like, shit, you can beat my face up, but I'm going to stand here. I'm going to keep punching you. But I don't think Kamara's willing to go there this time. I feel like he will wrestle. See, you know what? He will toe-stomp. Okay. <laughs> I, I think – so I agree with you on, on, on a lot of what you're saying. Number mm-hmm. one um, – Going back to the corner, admitting that—that's scary. They, on a psychological level, that's something that's hard to come out, come back from. And, and Kamaro did that. I know the, there's been talks um, between like fight fans and some fighters about um, having open cards, like the cards being reported to the fighter in the corner, so the, fi- the fighter can make a decision of like, you know what? No, like my brain's already been tickled too much. I'm going to end up dying if I keep doing this and pulling out of the fight. But that's a whole other thing. So I think that with this fight, I think that so the the one thing that that bothers me is Usman's a bigger guy, mm-hmm. so he's got that reach. He's got he's got that ability. But uh, Colby is such a compact, like stout, stacked dude that it almost kind of makes up for it because it makes it harder for Usman to actually get in to such a, like a tight area to be able to pull those arms in and deliver those tighter punches. But with that being said, I honestly think Kobe wants Kamaro to try to wrestle him. I really do. And the reason I say that is because I think Kobe is is a slightly better wrestler. And I think that Kobe's going to try to gas him out on the mat a little bit. If he goes to the ground, I see Kobe being able to retain more um, composure. Because we've seen, I think we've seen more Usman. Even when he's dominating, I think we've seen more of him lose composure because he's so fixated on that, the next punch, not the punch that he's throwing. Mm-hmm. Now, which is, is different from saying knowing your calculated punch, like knowing your combo, what you're going to throw a second or third. It's, it's, it's okay to understand what you're going to do next, but I've seen um, Kamara almost more worried about the next punch instead of like landing the first one. So you see these kind of like off balance combos. So I think Kobe's going to want to take it to the mat. Um, like, cause Usman's cardio is good, but I don't think it's, it's not Kobe's cardio. Like Kobe's got some insane cardio. Agreed. Like even in that last fight, as much as he took, Kobe walked out, blade face, looking fresh, ready to go. 
Agreed. Like that dude, that dude showed he can go 12 rounds in a fucking boxing match. Like, and so I think that Kobe's going to want to take it to the ground. Win or lose on the ground, I don't see like crazy submissions coming out. Um, because you can lose on the ground, but you can exhaust your opponent more if that makes sense. And I think that's what Kobe's going to want to do. So I think it's interesting. Like you think that Kamaru's going to want to take it to the ground. Kobe wants to keep it up. I think Kobe wants to take it to the ground and Kamaru wants to keep it up. So we're opposite on that. Well, I don't necessarily think that. I feel like Kamaru's going to want to take it to the ground because he doesn't want to stand up and subject himself to possibly losing a round on the stand-up. Mm-hmm. So he's he might be like, you know what, I'll try something different. I'll actually, you know what, I'll wrestle him, and if I get the better of him, then I'll continue this plan. I just feel like I think- he feel like he's got – he not that he got lucky because that would be disrespectful to him. He would probably be like, what? what are you talking about? But it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like to him, he, he like he made it out. By like his he whisker, survived. he survived. You know, yeah, he survived. like just by the whisker, and he's just like, you know what, that was a little too close to the chest. I'll try something different. You know, like mm-hmm. if I try it again, I might not make it out this time. So I'll try something different, and that's why I feel like he would, he would, he that could be a thought process he goes with in this fight because of that. So. Along with saying that Usman's gotten better, I think he's gotten better at what he does. I don't think he's gotten. I don't think he's learned anything when it comes to like a new new method, new techniques. Like I know he's got new coaches and stuff, but I don't think he's evolved past what worked. But what's worked? What's worked has gotten better. And so I think that there's there's a slight flaw that could be there. But again, we haven't seen Kobe fight. And then as as out as extroverted as Kobe is, he's a very introverted guy at the same time. Yeah. He goes away, you don't hear anything from him. Yeah, like he the only time you hear from him is when people ask of him. Mm-hmm. And so like it's I don't know what to expect from Kobe, but I think I know what we're gonna get from Usman. And like that's that's where I'm at on this. Is I know we're going to see the same movement um, when it comes to either wanting to keep it up or take it to the ground. We're going to see the same like concepts, same practical exercise of fighting technique. But I don't know what we're going to get from Kobe at all. And he he wanted this fight in New York, like. He, he's been begging for it for to be in New York. Um, from what I understand, the fight was offered not too long ago, but he was like, nope, I want it in New York. Mm-hmm. But he's all about, like, putting on the show for the world, you know. Madison Square Garden, it's the world's most famous arena. The only thing that comes close to that is probably the O2 arena. And and so, like, this is, this is the pinnacle of where to fight, which... To me, this card is not Madison Square Garden. It's not Except Madison Square Garden? Garden? No, it's not. I don't, like, I don't see, like, okay, congratulations to Rose, right? She's the champ. But she could, they could have put him on Fight Island and nobody been there and there would still be the same amount of interest. 
Same do you thing feel with Marlon Vera. The fights last week should have been Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, but I also think that it should have been Usman Colby. Like I love, I love Tech, mm-hmm. and uh, and I appreciate uh, Volnowski, but that wasn't like that. That the rest under the card below them. I think would have been better for Madison Square Garden than what we got now. But with that being said, like that Justin, like the Gagey Chandler fight, the Usman and Covington fight, those I think are Madison Square Garden caliber. Mm-hmm. The rest of the card, it's like, hey, we had to put some shit in there so people buy tickets. So yeah, I just don't. This it's I, I get you know maybe. Maybe you agree with me. Um, Usman and Kobe combined have the McGregor effect. They're going to sell. Yes. You don't need to waste talent beneath it. And I think the only, now, now that I think about it from that perspective, the only reason I think that the Gaethje Chandler fight's on the card is because we need to find out who's going to be the contender. Do you feel as though if Chandler were to win, he is the rightful contender? Or he needs to go. He, if Chandler, all right, that's the first question. And then I have a question following that question. If Chandler wins, do you feel as though he should be the next number one contender? As it stands right now, yes, but no. Like, I would like for him to have another fight, but if he beats Gaethje, then. He gets, he gets the winner. Like, okay, so that's, that's, that's how, just how I see it, how it falls. But like, if Ferguson was doing better, if McGregor was in, and, and like we had all this going on, then maybe no. But because of the way that the the, the division split right now, like he he gets it. Okay, so hear me out. Makhachev is what now? He's maybe twenty and zero. I don't know if he's 20 and 0 or 21 and 0. Why would, if Chandler, no, 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 Islam. If Islam Uh is 21 and 0, 20 and 0, he just beat Dan Hooker, first round submission. There's only uh, at least three more fights between now and championship bound for Islam. If he's, if he beat Dan Hooker that way, um, the guy he fought before that was pretty decent. He has literally anything more than three fights. And if he were to win these those fights, he should have a championship. Uh, he should be eligible to fight for the for the belt. Between now and three more fights. If he were to go 3-0, 2-0, depending on who he fights. Like... You could be like, okay, um, Islam, he beats Dan Hooker, we'll give him Tony. After Tony, okay, he beats Tony, we'll give him Daniil. After Daniil, we'll give him Gagey. You can get the championship belt. Or so the the only the only fight that makes sense out of that is Benelli and the winner of this fight. 
if he wins, if he beats those two guys, then I think he, he he's up there with the caliber. So but like Ferguson, I think I think Ferguson's like done. Like he's a journeyman now. I think. Well, I, I put Ferguson in there, but I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to stay away from. If I say three fights, right? If Islam were to fight three guys, Daniil mm, and two others, minus Chandler, so Daniil, Gagey, and someone else, he would be the only person that should. He'd be the only person in that division who should be the rightful number one contender. If he were to beat Michael Chandler, he would be the rightful number one contender. If you beat Chandler, I, I unless Gagey unless Gagey beats Chandler, I just don't see that. If Chandler were to win, Chandler to me should not be able to fight for that belt. He should not be the number one contender again unless he fights another one or two more fights. Islam, if he were to fight Chandler and beat Chandler, he either has to be the number one contender or has to fight one more fight, win that fight, and then be the number one contender. Because Chandler, for Chandler to lose and then just beat Gagey and then be number one contender again, I feel like that would be, that's kind of pushing the envelope on we're trying to we're trying to push this one guy, as in they, how they did Francis. I don't think that that would oh, be yeah. good. I don't think that would be good at all. If if because he beats Gagey, he gets another shot. No, no, I would not. I would not be okay with that. He would have to fight honestly, at least two more fights. Think, I don't even think Chandler has that mindset to want to win this fight and go on for the strap now. Like, is he going to say it? Yeah, he's going to say it. But I think he agrees with you. Like, I just like, the type of person like that. I jump. He does a lot of um, like live uh, Instagrams and stuff. Mm. So always jump on, and listen to him. He, he, I don't think that like that's who he is. I don't think he thinks that he comes in and deserves it. Um, I think the reason he got it that one time, well, I mean, it's, it's, okay, so he, he'd be hookers too, right? But prior to that, he was the guy that said, hey, I'll jump in on short notice and I'll fight if somebody can't fight. For when it was, um, I think it was Gaethje and uh, Khabib, I think. He was a standby fighter. Made weight and everything. Like He was ready to go. So like this is a guy that's like, Put me in, coach. You tell me when we're gonna throw. We'll throw. Like I just, I want to get in. I love this environment. I want to do it. So with that being said, I agree with you. I think that like, if Islam wins like two fights, maybe three, then yeah, he gets he gets the championship title um, match. And I think it's the same thing with Chandler though. I think he needs to win two fights. But to the same token, I think that a stronger case, sadly, as much as I'm a huge Chandler fan, you know that. But if Chandler wins this fight. It's easier to say Chandler's going to fight for the belt than it is for anybody else, I think. Just because of how the division's split right now. And, like, I don't like that because it is such a stacked division. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the best divisions. But there's no one that you could put up there because, like, either everyone's beaten each other already or the fight just can't line up. Do you think that... I mean, this is... This Chandler-Gagey fight was the fight to make. That was the fight Mm -hmm. to make. 
It was not the fight to make to find out who the number one contender is, but it is the fight to make for the fans. Mm -hmm. The fans wanted, needed Gagey Chandler because I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only person that fantasized that matchup. I was just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. if I could sit here and come up with my own matchups, that would be the matchup. So I don't, this fight, I don't believe is for number one contention. I feel like Justin, if he were to win, would use this as a bargaining chip as to, yes, this is, if I beat Chandler, then I should get the belt. I should get the shot at the belt, which I don't believe is, should be the case. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that Gagey would have to fight the loser of whoever loses between Oliveira and Dustin, if that were to be the case, if he beats Chandler, then you fight the loser. And if you fight the loser and you beat the loser, then you can fight the champ. But you've already lost yeah. two title fights. I don't see why you just have, like, you should have, you should continue to have this fast track. The same with Chandler. So, I, I just opened up, no, I agree, 100%. I opened up the rankings right now for a lot. Obviously, you got Charles up top. You have Dustin, Gaethje, Benelli, Islam, um, Chandler, um, Dos Anjos, and then Ferguson, and then Dan Hooker, and then McGregor um, at number nine. So, like, I th- it's, it's funny because we talked about this fight. Like, I just don't, like, okay, let's say Gaethje, Gaethje wins. Who does he fight? Benelli? Because I don't see him fighting Islam, and I don't see him going down to fight Ferguson. The only other option is Dos Anjos, but that fight makes no sense. So then it leaves you with either Justin fights the number three guy, Benelli, or he fights the loser from Oliveira and, and Dustin. But then that also leaves the issue of who does the winner fight? You know, like if um, Charles wins, and who does he fight? Like, there's just no one. It's such a stacked division. Like, this is one of those where you have, like, three dudes that are number one contenders, and they cannot just go fight for the title because it's not fair, no matter how you look at it. Mm. It's, it's, so you're pretty much saying it's, it's too congested at the top. Um, yeah. Who's the number oh, two I misspoke earlier. contender? I misspoke earlier. Glover beat um, um, Jan. I don't know why I said Wolanowski. Number two, so yeah, uh, Oliver is the champ. Number one is Poirier. Number two is Justin. And the number three is Benelli. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't. I don't see Justin as number two. It's like it's like we talked about. I think he had beaten I think he beat Ferguson, right? and he beat Ferguson and I think it was Dos Santos, maybe. I know he beat Ferguson and then he, he lost against Khabib. And he's still number two, which makes sense because I do think he's better than Ben uh, but the problem I have is if Justin loses tonight, he's he's out of the top five easily. Mm, that's a big risk. I mean, that's a that's a big loss. If you if you lose against Chandler, you drop out the top five. Yeah, and I think if Chandler wins, he could easily stay at four or five. <laughs> mm. So, I, and what's Michael I, Chandler's it, it, uh, ranking? He's number five. He's fifth. 
Yeah, so like to me, it's weird because if Justin loses, I say he's out of the top five. At, at worst case, he's number five. But I think that if Chandler wins, he doesn't replace Justin as number two, I don't think. I think he goes up to like number three. So what's the top ten? What's the top, top 10, ten? is Dustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, okay, you have Oliver's champ. If Poirier is number one, Gage is number two, um, Darush is number three. I love watching that guy five. Islam's number four. Chandler's five. Raphael is six. Ferguson seven. Hooker is eight. McGregor is nine. Uh, Gillespie's ten. Diego uh, Ferreira, I don't even know who that is, it's 11. Brad Riddell uh, is 12. Aram something another is 13. Don't know that guy is either. Raphael Fazil. 14, and then I don't even know the 15th guy. All right, so... I go Moses or something. I, so now that you say that, because I didn't know that they moved Islam up to four. I thought I thought Islam was top 10, but like nine or something like that. But I guess now he, nah, they moved, him up. he moved him he up. Was, he, was in, he was in the fifth spot. Um, he moved up to four. All right, so pretty much Gagey beating... Chandler means that, to me, what would be the right thing to do is either Gage, by Gagey beating Chandler, he then has to fight either Daniil or Islam. Then, okay, you can fight for the belt. Or you can fight the loser of Charles and Dustin. Michael... He has so to fight two fights. He has yeah, to fight two fights before he gets the, the belt shot. Here's the issue that I see. This is a division that um, the strap just has to be defended at like, all times, constantly. It has to be. So the problem with with the division being set that way is there's no you cannot double rest the champ unless you want to do an interim, which you can't do an interim in this division because the division's so active. So like. Whoever wins between Dustin and Oliveira is ultimately going to have that one fight break and then right back into fight camp. And they're going to have to fight either Gaethje, Islam, or Chandler. That's what I see. And, like, as much as I want Chandler to have two fights, if any of these fighters have two fights, then you're looking at the, the belt not being fought for maybe six to eight months. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, on these other ones, like, if you have, like, uh, Volonovsky, for example, yeah, like, that's another stack, a, a stacked kind of card or stacked group a little bit, but you really only have Holloway and Ortega up there. And so, like, that's one where everyone knows it's going to take time to get, a, a, to get a fight. But in a division, like, lightweight, where you have so much talent, that belt's going to have to be defended. So as much as we say, yeah, either Islam wins one or two more fights, Chandler wins two fights, Gaethje wins two fights, well, then who the fuck does the champ fight, you know? But, I mean, if the champ fights, what, Dustin in January? I believe they fight in January? uh, I would think that you can fit in three lightweight fights in between Chandler, Gaethje, Daniil, and Islam that between... Or at least two between January, the end of January to December. I feel like you could the at least November. 
a, a ten months off for the lightweight uh, for a congested lightweight uh, division. Ten a ten a ten month break. Well, a ten month um, gap in between fights for the championship. Um, I feel like it would be more understandable than fans would take it. They won't be, they won't be clamoring like, okay, why is this belt not being defended? Because they know it's so congested up at top. There's the thing you have you have a lot of like your UFC fans who don't really look at it from that perspective. They just look to see what Uncle Dana says. Because <laughs> this is like, actually and, and this that, is pretty much a lightweight. This is actually like in an alternate universe. This would be the lightweight championship <laughs> right here. Yeah, pretty much. This would be the lightweight championship in alternate universe. And so, like here, here's here's my thought. The only way you get two fights out is if tonight's fight, for example, mm-hmm. Gaethje and um, Chandler, if it's a quick fight and there's not a lot of things done to the fighters, then one of them fights again in April, and then you could see a championship belt like in June, a, a strap fight in June. That's like the only way that I think makes sense, and it, it'll fit into that like six to eight month gap. But if you, if and, and and that and that's what I'm saying is like the fight tonight's got to be a good clean fight, not a lot of damage, so that the winner can fight in March. That's that's the only way I think it makes sense. But if you, if because if you want to talk about two fights in between, then you're talking about like let's just say Gaethje wins tonight, doesn't take a lot of damage, fights again in March, doesn't take a lot of damage. Um, then, then he can fight in June or July. Whereas Chandler, you think needs a little bit more work. Islam, I think, honestly, Islam could fight for the strap. I wouldn't even be upset. Like I just wouldn't. But if you put two fights in between them and the belt, with the belt being defended in January, it's it, it's rough. There needs to be another fight on that January card. Maybe put Islam and Benel on it. I don't know. Like you uh, need to have when that when the belt's defended, you need to have another lightweight fight that same night. To be able to make it make sense, I think. I would not be opposed to giving Islam the championship fight without having to fight anyone else right now. But I too, because I'm just, because I am an Islam fan. But I too do feel as though he needs another fight before one or two. I said three, but really two fights. Before so do you do you think he fights for the belt? Do you think Charles can even do you think Charles can even walk away January with the belt? Do you think Oliver can even walk away? Yes. Do you think he can beat Dustin? Yes. Because now I'm not like super super confident on that. I I, yeah. I do feel I can go either way, but I do like Charles. I I feel like strike wise, you know, just a little bit more of a brawler, but I've always liked Charles. I like Charles' submission game extremely. Because so I, I give we'll, him a fighting we'll chance a, no matter we'll what. We'll throw a bone into it. We'll throw a bone into it. If Charles loses, Dustin wins. Does Charles get a rematch? I almost say no because he only defended one time and lost it. But then to the same token, you know, like, you look at Kobe, you know, or uh, you look at um, Masvidal back-to-back. You know. So it, it's hard. Because I don't think Oliver's got the star power to be able just to ask for a back uh, a back to back 
see it making sense money wise. Because then the next fight is if Justin wins, the next fight is Gaethje, Islam, Benel, or Chandler. It's one of those four guys, and I think that Charles drops down to like three or four immediately when he loses. I don't think he's going to go to number two. I think he's going to go three or four if he loses. I think there's a lot of fighters that think that Charles is a placement champion, which I think is disrespectful, but I think he earned it. I I agree with that um, theory. To my point, as far as Islam goes, I feel as though that it's kind of like with, with, with Jorge. I... Mm-hmm. I know I know I voiced this opinion to you before, where I was one of the people who felt as though Jorge fighting Kamaru when he did the first time was a bad move. He should have fought Kobe. He should have fought Kobe, and then if he beats Kobe, gets Kamaru. That's how I felt that should have played out. So I so with the Islam, I don't want him. I want him to be champ. I'm an Islam fan, but I also too would feel kind of weird if they were just to give him the fight. He needs to fight Gagey or Chandler or the loser of Charles and Dustin before he gets that belt shot. He needs to fight Mm -hmm. one of them and beat them. And yeah. And if he doesn't, like if he were to lose against Chandler or lose against J- Gagey or lose against the, the the loser of Dustin and Charles, then where he's at now, he's gonna have to be there for a while. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to fight like another four or five fights before he can before they're like, okay, we'll give you another shot. But but that's why I say that because he needs to he needs a Chandler like the getting Hooker. On your resume mm-hmm. is big. That allowed him to be in that top five. But now you have to show that you can beat a top five guy. Hooker's a top ten guy. Now you have to be the top five guy. If you can be the top five guy, then we have full confidence in you going for the belt. But if you haven't beat a top five guy yet, and then you go fight for that belt and you get outclassed, then everyone's just gonna be like, Okay, that the whole Islam height train is done. Like they're shutting it down, it's on cold. They're, they're not gonna they're not gonna be saying anything about Islam until he fights until he builds himself back up and that's mm-hmm. what I'm worried about but I don't think they will they're not gonna just give him a shot they're not um he has to he has to be a gagey or a Chandler uh as far as Charles goes it's sad to say but yeah he will he will drop to at least four he's not mm-hmm. even gonna be three he's gonna drop to four uh, and yeah, that's because no of Chandler and Gagey. Because they're not going to drop. Even <clears throat> if Gagey loses, he's not going to drop out of the top five. I think I. I don't. I, I don't see them I doing that. To okay, Gagey. I think. I think he. I think he's going to five. If he loses. So you. So if he goes to five, then Islam has to go to four, and I don't think they're going to put Islam's at four. Oh, he is at four, and Chandler's so five. Not, Chandler's at five. Islam's four. Um. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Benel's three. Two is um, Gagey. One is Dustin. Damn, I did that from memory because I'm over here trying to find the thing on the phone. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's so. Great memory. Uh, well, then that's Neil, it right Neil, there. Neil, the, the Neil has to fight. The little Islam. man out. He's a little yeah, man out. Yeah, no, oh, my God. 
Dude, that would be an amazing fight. And because because he's gonna, I feel as though, I guess they're not gonna give up his ranking. They're not gonna let him go slide down. I don't think. But he has to fight. Like he hasn't fought in a while. Yeah, May Ferguson. Yeah, he hasn't fought in in a while. So I feel like. And then he's probably, they're probably figuring out this whole situation. This fight here will probably determine who Daniil's going to fight, whether it be Islam or the winner or loser of this fight. That's probably what they're waiting for. And, you, and, and it's funny, I have I have a secret fighter's crush uh, on fucking Daniil. Like, I think the dude's just amazing. Um, I don't know if he's elite, but he's such a fun guy to watch, and he's passionate about this. The only time like, I saw Daniel fight was the the Tony fight. Um, nah, I, 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 I think him. I was, let me see. I saw Ferguson. I saw Ferreira. Yeah, I saw the last two fights. Well, who, who's the last? Ferguson and who? So he fought uh, Ferguson last, and then Ferrari or Harvey pronounced his name. Um, and then before that was. Uh, Holtzman. Holtzman was, I think, the first. No, it was a little bit more. No, I did see him fight a little bit earlier, but I, there was a big gap in between it. The, like, literally, the fact that we, we've probably spent a good bit of time just talking about this top five. Like, this is how... Yeah. This is how... I can only imagine what the matchmakers are thinking, trying to figure this out. Me and you've spent twenty minutes on the fly just trying to figure this top five out, and then no matter what you do, you, there's no right know, answer. It does make sense. No, I think the right answer is Daniel. Daniel versus Islam, or Daniel versus, versus the Danny winner Bobby. of this. Yeah, versus the winner, like Daniel versus Gagey or Daniel versus Chandler. Because the winner of Dustin and Oliveira. Is not going to be ready to fight. Well, no, they could. So, Benel needs to fight either the loser, and I think he can get a title fight with one fight. I really do. Or he needs to fight the winner of tonight's fight. Like, just time-wise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I could see Benil fighting the winner or getting the title fight. That's literally the only thing that makes sense right now. Because you're not going to, if Justin, whoever wins or loses, I don't see it going back to back. I just don't. Now, what I what I would say is what we could see is Benelli versus Islam, and then the Chandler Gaethje fight. The winner of those of those two fights fight, and then you get a number one contender. So you're looking at the two fights. Yeah, I don't know. They need to they need to book something for like February, which I don't think they even have. Islam versus the winner of this fight. That would, 
Well, yeah, either Islam or Daniil for the winner of this fight. That would be a February fight right there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But that now, okay, what would happen is if there would be a February fight, Daniil versus the winner or Islam versus the winner, it'll most likely will be Daniil because he's been on, he's hasn't fought since May. And what Islam's fought what two, maybe three times, yeah. two times at least since May. Uh, most likely it would be Daniil. Uh, but the and whoever pretty much won that fight between Daniil and the winner of this fight would then fight for the belt. But also there would be it would it would, it would be it, pre, it would pretty much be like two number one contenders if I'm trying to make sense. Yeah, like Daniil and the winner plus whoever Islam fights. Those two, the outcomes of those fights would end up being the outcomes for who fights for the belt next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because I'm looking at the uh, the 270 card, there's there's no one on it. I mean, there's people on it because that's a heavyweight um, fight. But yeah, 271, nothing, nothing. Um, oh, let's see. Hold on. Nope, they just have bantamweight weight fight for 271 posted right now. And they can go... Yeah, no. So they need something in February. February or March. Or people are going to stop paying attention to that division, I think. People are going to stop paying attention to the division? Whoa. Yeah. Like, that's, like I said, it's a division that needs fight. These dudes are too good to not fight, and they're too entertaining to not fight. We're talking about the lightweight, right? Yeah. You think people will stop paying attention to the lightweight division? If we don't have a fight, like, for it, and, well, I wouldn't say stop paying attention. They're going to lose focus on it if we don't have a fight in uh, February. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just a contender's fight, like, that's a division that needs to have fights on like as many cards as possible because it is that good of a division. But once you stop like having a fight every like three months or so, well, I can't even say that. Like right now, you need even going down to the top fifteen, maybe top twenty. You should be having dudes fight like every other big card, if not every third card. And it doesn't. And that's the only way this division like makes sense to even like to fans is to be that active. Because these are dudes that can scrap. Like, they do damage. But this isn't like an over, like, yeah, you got people like that, like, like Connor break the leg or whatever and stuff like that. Like, freak accidents happen. But typically, this is a division where dudes fight and they're healthy to go in, like, 90 days. Now, I'm not saying they should be fighting that often because, you know, I worry about their brains and everything. But there's enough people in that division that you should have to be fighting constantly just to continue to bring up the names because let's get real. Like, Oliveira's not a household name. Chandler's a little bit. Gaethje, a little bit. Like, these aren't household names. So you need people fighting, calling them out in the octagon to be able to keep that relevant, I think. Which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> kind of. But, but, I you mean, know, it's funny. I think we, that comes I think with we it. talked about this, like, oh, it does. It does. 
it it comes with it because it is such a stacked division. If this was any other division, yeah. no. But because this division has so many bosses in it, it's these are kind of like the trade offs. Mm-hmm. Like so, like honestly, welterweight and lightweight could be their own like league. There could be UFC two or or new fight company or something like that. NFC, like they could. Those two divisions can go anywhere, and they would be successful just with those two divisions. Because that's how good that those divisions are. The time will tell. Are there any fights? And then we haven't even. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say we didn't even talk about the Rose fight at all, and um, I, I just hear losing. You see Rose losing? Yeah, I think I don't think she's learned enough from when she had the strap the first time about being a champion. It's like I it's like I said earlier, like she's the kind of person that becomes a champion and she's like, Okay, this is what got me here, let me focus on that. And yeah, I just don't I don't see her winning it. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm I'm definitely thinking Zhang is gonna win it. I feel so too. I feel like Jan's gonna come in there with vengeance, <laughs> and that's us talking about Rose and Jan. <laughs> and when yeah, that's gonna be a good fight. Like no matter how that goes, that's gonna be a good fight. I agree. Um, are there any other fights that are coming up that uh, you have your eyes on? Well, kind of, but not really. Like so. Next month, you have Moreno defending, which I think is going to be fun because he's such a young kid. And I'm not so much interested in his fight. It is a rematch. I'm more interested in his character. If he's somebody this young gets that level. So mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Um, I'm interested in the heavyweight fight, but the same token, I'm not. Because, um, like, so, okay, I'm a Bisbee fan. And he was, like, the most defending champ for a while. Or not Bisbee, excuse me, um... What's his name? Lost Nagano. His last chance. Um, beat DC, Lost Nagano. Oh, I can't even think of his name right now. I gotta, I'm going to have to look that up. The guy um, that lost Nagano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had the strap? Oh, Miochis. Yeah, Miochis. Yeah, Stephen. So here's the thing. I've always liked Stipe, but I always talked down about him because I felt that the heavyweight division was just giving him, like, I wouldn't say easy fights. They were giving him the fights that existed, but there wasn't championship caliber fights. Like, yeah, you had the DC trilogy or whatever, but, like, Stipe just didn't didn't have that, like, strength of fighting record. And Naganu, I think it's kind of the same way. Like, we both admitted UFC is trying to push Naganu down our throat. But I want to see Naganu lose just because I don't, like, okay, he's a great person. Like, all what he does for his community and everything, great person. I just don't like him. I think he's a boring fighter. I think he's a one-trick pony. And honestly, I think that Tipe can beat him. And I think that that would be the redemption. But this interim fight, like I, like we talked about, like, it was because Nagano couldn't fight, and they needed that heavyweight picture 
And the only way that you're going to sell tickets for a Nagano fight is a title for title fight. That is it. The UFC knows it, and it sucks to admit it. Like, they put all their money in this dude to push him, and there's no payoff. So they had to make a second belt just so they could sell tickets. Um, and I don't, I don't know if Gane can beat Naganu, but I know uh, right behind Gane is, I think Stipe is, is second or third. And like, that's the fight that I want to see. But I also think that Stipe was saying that he would take like a tune-up fight. But I do think that like, if you watch that fight, I think Stipe was winning. So I'm interested in the heavyweight fight only because I want to see how boring Naganu is going to be. And then I'm interested in the Moreno <laughs> fight because I want to see mentally how good this kid is. Not physically, but mentally. For God, for uh, Cyril Gaon? No, no, no. For Moreno? For Moreno. Okay, okay. Moreno is see. like 21, 22. He's like the youngest fucking UFC champ. And so he just won the belt. It's a rematch. Um, I would like to see, I, win or lose, I don't care about that when it comes to the kid. Like, he's young. He's going to bounce back, whatever. What I want to see is what type of champion he comes to the octagon as. Like, I want to see that psycho, that, a psychological aspect for him. That's what I really want to see, to be honest with you. I'm more interested in that fight than I am the heavyweight fight. And the only reason I'm interested in the heavyweight fight is because I know it's going to be fucking boring. I just know it. <laughs> if Nagano wins, it's a boring fucking fight. Have so, faith, like, brother. That, that's, <laughs> yeah, have faith, bro. Wait, hey, look, you know what? I'm not like you. I'm not going to not watch the fight because I don't like the fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hurt my heart, you know? Um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, uh, I have a friend. He goes, uh, I was making fun of him the other day because uh, he has sent me the promo video for the this Camaro Kobe fight. I had sent him the same, well, not the same promo, because they come up with different promo videos like every week once it gets closer to the fight. But I had sent him a promo video like three weeks to a month ago. And I was like, bro, we got to watch this fight. He was like, I'm not watching it. I was like, why? Did you not see the first fight? He's like, I'm tired of Kobe and his antics, so I'm just not going to watch it. I have no, and I don't care for Kamaru. And I was just like, you're crazy. I was like, you're crazy. And then the whole no. and then the whole Wilder Fury three fight thing happened. And I was like, well, I'm not going to make that decision again. I'm definitely not putting yeah. my personal feelings before a fight. And I told him and then he sent me a promo video the other day. He was like, hey, man, I might have to watch this fight. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? You might have to watch it. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this fight for UFC has the potential to be fight of the year. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's up there. I, Kobe's not going to, Kobe's going to put on a show. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, I know it's not going to be a, the only way it's a bad fight is if Kamaru makes it a bad fight. And note this, I like Kamaru, yeah, no. but the only way it's going to be a bad fight or a, a not truly entertaining fight is if Kamaru does it. Cause Kobe, I know for no, sure is not going to, is not going to allow it to not be an entertaining fight. Yeah, you have this dude that, like, boasts himself as, like, the the child of um, the bald eagle fucking um, Uncle Sam. Like, that's what that's that's how Kobe carries himself. He's the product of, of America, right? And you have the product of America 
shortly after the 20th anniversary of 9-11, he's going to walk out there for the NYPD and the uh, the fire department. And, like, that's, that's his whole thing. Like, he's so committed to – I don't think it's a character. He's so committed to this concept that I'm an American fighter fighting in the biggest American arena for the American heroes. Like, that's where his mind's at. So he's going to go in there and he's going to deliver. Whereas Usman knows he can be boring and win. So, yeah, I agree. Like, it, it, if, if it's going to be boring, it's going to be because of fucking Bruce. Mm-hmm. But it won't be as boring as watching Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what fight it was. it was. It was like five, six fights ago for Francis. I forgot who he fought. I watched it. And I think there was like 10 punches thrown. I was like, it was after a loss he had. I was like, Fuck this dude! Should never fight again. Like, <laughs> so do you think the fight's gonna go the distance? I think this fight will go. The- wait, wait, wait. Kamaru? Yeah, Kamaru losing back to that. Do you think it's going the distance? No, I don't think. I. I don't think this fight will go the distance. So there will, there will, I feel like there will be a stoppage. The only way this goes the distance is if Kobe goes the distance as in, if it goes the distance, I feel like Kobe's going to win. Okay. Like, do you think it's going to be a, so do you think the rest of the stoppage due to damage or do you think it's just going to be a fucking blink knockout? I don't think it'll be a knockout. It'll be, it'll, it'll be a, it'll, 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 it'll be a stoppage of somewhat. Um, I just, I don't know. It's weird with this one. Like, I just feel like it's not going to be as good as the first fight, but, and it's not going to go as long as the first fight. Something, something in the air. I don't know. It's kind of like, I I hate to sound like a, like a a sorcerer, (laughs) but when, when Jorge fought Kamaru the second time, it was just something in the air. (laughs) It was just something in the air. I was like, something is off. I should be happier. I should be happy right now that Jorge getting his second shot against Kamaru, but I'm not happy. I was just like, there's something funny in the air. I was like, something is not right. <laughs> something bad so is going to happen. Here's, Something's weird. Here's the thing that, here's the thing that I didn't like with, um, with him like leading up to that fight. So he's trying to be the next McGregor as far as money goes. And so he started his own bare knuckle fighting like thing. So he's been busy booking that. He's been like, he's been trying to be a celebrity at the same time. I'm not saying he's not practicing, but not training. But this is a guy that's already trying to be at that McGregor level. So as much as I wanted him to win, I was also like, dude, I don't know. He's got too much shit going on in his life right now to win this. Who, Jorge? He's going to go out there. Yeah, he's going to go oh, out there. Oh, I didn't know he had his own bare knuckle league. Yeah, it, it's supposed to debut, like, I think, in the next couple of months. Yeah, he's got a couple of fighters, like, signed to it. There's his own organization and everything. So he's got a lot on his plate. So, like, was I surprised he lost? Yes, but I'm not surprised that he lost at the same time. Because I'm like, he's just too busy. He does not know how to to juggle it yet, I don't think. And that's not a knock. Like, hey, dude, props to you, man. You got that bank account that I don't. But I think that with, like, in this fight, like with the with the buildup, I do think that um, Kobe's been the quiet professional when it comes to the fighting aspect. Of course, Kobe's Kobe's gonna go out there and talk shit, 
I do think that like um, Usman saying like, "Oh, you're an embarrassment to your father." I was like, "All right, well, clearly not. His dad's right there." Like, <laughs> and I think that that was like supposed to be the like the highlight. Like, if you're an embarrassment to if I'm embarrassing my parents, my dad, my my parents are probably not going to go watch me fight a championship fight unless they really are just seeing me get my ass kicked. So, yeah, no, I think that Kobe's head's in a better place than uh, Masvidal's was. So I think that quiet professional might surprise us. All right, let's do our uh, let's do our um, our guesses. Well, our takes on the on the okay. main card. Let's see. So first fight, Gagey Chandler. Um, want to do like an over and under? I think we should come up. We should come up with like a some type of uh, catchy game. Like a over and under or like something where it's like, okay, this fighter, this fighter, it would be like win knockout or like win decision or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, okay. So this is just, this is just a cool it's a cool little um like a our own little sketch, our only little yeah, skit yeah, yeah. where we can like go over the matchups and be like, Okay, what do you think? Two words. Ass whooping. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, um. Shoot. Okay. So first, we got in the lightweight. Start off it. We have Gagey, Justin Gagey versus Michael Chandler. Uh, who do you take? And in two words, describe what you th- what you think is going to happen. Chandler and I. Two words. A dying possum. A what? <laughs> a dying possum. Um, I think I think Chandler's gonna maul Justin to the ground, and Justin's not gonna know what to do. I think Justin's gonna look like a dying possum. Okay. But I think Chandler round two. All right. Now's my now's now's my turn. You, you now you got to ask yep. me the next yep, one. You got you got two words. Well, you want no? Let's do we'll do we'll do all fights each other. Okay. 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 So. All your, right. your take, Justin Chandler, who's going to win two words? Gagey. Hello? Okay. Uh, controlled pace. Okay. All right. I like that. All right, I'm gonna ask you the next one. We'll like we'll alternate like that. Okay. All right, so Shane Burgos versus Billy, however you pronounce his name, Billy Q. We'll just call him that. He's gonna win two words. Uh, <laughs> what I, <laughs> I was about to say something that was that would have incriminated me, but uh, <laughs> but. I think I'm just going to say it anyway. And if I make enemies later on down the line, so be it. Uh, Let's go with Billy. Quarantilo. Quarantilo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not right. He said two words. Yep. Don't care. (laughs) 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 Because I don't give a damn. (laughs) I don't know, man. Because I'm... uh, I don't know. I saw Shane Burgos have the longest uh, knockout 
one of the longest uh, standing knockout ever. I don't know what to think of that fight. Um, your turn. Uh, Shane Burgos versus Billy Q. I'm, I'm going to go with Billy Q and you're fired. Because if Shane doesn't win it, I think he's got to find a new job. I like that. I think UFC's done with him. I like that. Um, bantamweight. We have the legend, well, the elder, the elder statesman, Frankie Edgar, <laughs> versus Marlon Vera, Tito Vera. Who you got? I got Vera. Two and words. Surprise fight. Surprise fight. Yeah. That might end up being the best fight of the night. Okay. It could be. All right. Okay. All right. Frankie and Bantamweight. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Chito Vera. I think that's a cool name, too. Who's going to win in two words? Marlon Vera. And two words to describe the fight. Oh man, it's three words. <laughs> um, uh, two words to describe this fight. No significance. <laughs> that's, that's, damn, that's damn. <laughs> Oh, the truth hurts sometimes, right? Because <laughs> even if Frankie Edgar wins, he's not gonna fight Peter Yan. Like, what is what? What, yeah, what does yeah. Frankie get out of this? He's just fighting the fight at yeah. this point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon's not gonna fight Peter Yan after being Frankie Edgar either. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, no, no, I agree. That. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these. I was I was gonna say over the hill. <laughs> I was gonna say over the hill. Hey, hey, tech, tech did it. Uh, Alright, uh woman strawweight. Rose Namunis versus Wei Li Zhong. Who do you got? Um Rose Namunis. Two, Two words. Mm-hmm. Madonna. Mm, that's one word. Is it? Okay. I mean, I feel like it's uh, one yeah, word. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one word. Uh, Prima Donna champion. <laughs> but to me, that's Rose. Like, I, I have not seen her evolve past just winning a match. Mm-hmm. All right, so for the strawweight strap, Rhodes versus Zhang, who you got? Two words. I got Whaley. Two words. Total domination. Yeah. <laughs> she's coming. She's going to come for Rose's head. She's going to be like, Cause I remember how she was when she lost the first fight. She was like, she was knocked out, and then she, she, knew it was her fault. she came yeah. back too. She was like, no, no, like she wanted, like, no, you got knocked out, but now she's gonna be like, 
she's probably like going under heavy scrutiny when she went back to her, her yeah. country. <laughs> it was like, if you lose again, we're going to disown you. Oh um, yeah, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, you let her disrespect China, we will kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like she yeah. has no. She's going to win because she has no choice other than to win. <laughs> like, she has no choice. Um, okay. And for the main so, event. Hold on. Yeah. Let me get this going. For the main event of UFC 268, we have the champ. The welterweight division, Kamaru Usman, 19-1 versus the challenger, the audacious <laughs> uh, chaos Kobe Covington, 16-2. Who do you got, Mike Ellis? Uh, I'm going to go with Kobe. Mm, two words. We're sleeping. Wait, what was that? We, we're sleeping. We're sleeping. Like okay, okay. We're sleeping. Okay, okay. That I, I say that because I don't like. We have not. We're asleep. We, we have no idea what these guys have actually been up to. Mm-hmm. There's not been a lot of fight camp videos. Nothing. So we're asleep on this one. We're going to be waking up, and I think we're going to be surprised. I think Kobe wins it. Okay. All right. Welterweight title for bout. It says bout. Then it says fight. All right. The uh, the defending Kamaru Usman. And he is a very defending champion. Yeah. Versus the I want this Kobe Covington. Who you got in two words. I have Kamaru Usman winning. Uh Two words. Uh, underwhelmingly good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has to hurt. I think that hurt him. He's like waking up right now in, in New York, like grabbing his heart. So, underwhelmingly good. By Mike. By my math, we disagree on two fights, the first and the last. Yeah. Yeah. So everything else is at least one of us up. will be right. <laughs> yeah. Um we might have to bet. I might I might I might have to bet you like a dollar. Just simple bets. Oh we do gentleman's bet. Yeah, I I could say put you like five bucks or something. We can we, we can do a gentleman's bet. We'll do a we'll do a gentleman's right. bet on those two fights. You got Chandler, I okay. got Gagey. Uh, you got Kobe. I got Usman. Just, just, just to make it, just to make make it interesting. Especially since the last fight is gonna be underwhelmingly good. <laughs> I, I need some excitement. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna need some excitement. I can at least look forward to seeing like a dollar or five dollars toward going towards me. <laughs> All right. How about this? How about this? Um, if we, damn it, no, that doesn't make sense. If we split it, but then we cancel each other out. Yes, um, we would cancel each other out. But if we add some incentive, so right, how about? Go ahead. How about if if you if you're right on both sides, five bucks? Okay. 
good. And vice versa. So, so I have to get two for two to get five, correct? Mm-hmm. And I got to get two for two as well. Yep. All right. If, if I get one, you get one. It cancels out, so it's pointless. Right. Okay. Um, unless, unless, unless you want to do this, we could do a one dollar bet. I would do two dollars on the Justin Chandler fight, and then five on the Usman Covington. We could even do that. Hold on. I feel like I need to write down these terms. So, they're, they're, <laughs> so yeah. So no, no, no. So like, if if you're right on both of them, it's seven bucks. If you're right on one of them, no, that doesn't make sense. It, no, it has to be both because it's two. It's even. All right. So, uh, yeah. so how about this? Okay. So you have to go f- two for two to get five, right? Because mm-hmm. again, if I win one, you win one. Obviously, you can't each other out. But mm-hmm. if say Chandler beats Gagey by stoppage. You get a dollar. Okay. And vice versa. And the same for Usman. So if Kobe, so if Kamaru, so if Chandler beats Gagey, but it goes all the way, but uh, Kamaru beats Covington and it goes all the way, that would cancel each other out. But if, say, if uh, Chandler stops Gagey, then that would be a dollar. So you'll still win a dollar. It wouldn't cancel each other out. You just get a dollar. Okay. No, I like that. Fair. That's fair. And then and and vice versa for the Camaro. So if um mm-hmm. so if Gagey stops Chandler, then that'll be a dollar. But then Kobe could beat Camaro and then that'll just be one dollar for the bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you get both right, so say if you get Kobe beats Camaro and Chandler beats Gagey, that's five. Plus say if they're both for stoppages, then that's seven. That's an extra two. Yeah. All right, deal. Cool. I'm cool with that. All right. I'm gonna be on the seven dollars ripping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> seven McDoubles. Yep. <laughs> no, you can't either. Tax man, you got like five. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But yeah, just to make it interesting, and uh. I mean, I'm going to watch the fights regardless, but I, one thing yeah. I do have to know for sure is what time they're going to start because I definitely don't want to get hung up like uh, last weekend where I ended up missing the fights. So it starts you know, at it's five. It's in New York. A uh, seven. Main well, car so, starts at seven? Wait, what? No, main car starts at ten. I thought so. I don't know why this prelim, thing is saying seven. Prelim, prelim starts seven, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It starts airing here at ten. Yeah, you're right. Prelims start at eight. Early prelims start at six. Main car starts at ten. Oh yeah, awesome. I might try to catch one or two of the early prelims, but I really don't know anybody on them. I think I knew one or two fighters, but sounds good to me, man. I think I think this card, like as much as I talk down about this card because of how it's organized, I think this card has the opportunity to deliver a fantastic event. I agree. I agree. And I, I really wish we would have did an episode last week uh, for those, for oh, those fights. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 fight card was the craziest I've seen in a long time. It was time. dope. And I just, yeah. No, we just, we'll just communicate it better and we'll actually schedule a time. And uh, if we got to do it in the morning or late at night or whatever, as long as we get it slotted and I can plan around it, 
Mm-hmm. I'm all yours, man. Same. Um, man, that was this is a good conversation. We've been going for almost two hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, man, enjoy your fights. I'm gonna. I'm going to chop it up, chop it down, and make sure it's good to go so that this, this episode will be out within the next couple hours. Yeah, I'll make sure I share it. And um, and the bets are up. Yeah. And you know you'll, you, you'll be yeah. hearing from me throughout the throughout the fights, too. So. Oh, no, no, no. I, it, the, the text exchanges are usually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what? Did you see that? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there staring at my phone between the decision and staring at my phone waiting for you to hit me back. Like, did you see this? Yep. I don't know if you saw it yet. Did you see it? Did you see what just happened? But yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic plan. All around. But man, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, man. It's always a pleasure. We yeah. always have good stuff to talk about. Um, people have complimented and said that, uh, I've had a couple friends who've heard the podcast that you that you and I have have gone on, and they appreciate how. Though obviously I'm not an expert in fighting at all, I just know what I know. Um, but they have mentioned how when they hear uh, you and I talk about fighting with each other, uh, the way we articulate what we know is very. Um, they gravitate, they, they take it in very well. They're like, okay, like if someone didn't know about fighting, like when my friend said he didn't really know much about fighting, but hearing me and you talk about fighting, uh, it was like, okay, I can, I can catch on to what these guys are saying, you know? And mm-hmm. that was a very big compliment to me, you know? Because I don't, no, don't want to sound like, yeah, I'm a novice at talking fighting, but at the same time, you know, I wanted to be, to at least kind of feel like I know what I'm talking about and not have it boring. So the fact that people actually were like, Hey man, like I actually like when you, when you and uh, Mike Ellis talk fighting, you know, I actually, I can listen to it. It's listenable. You know, they feel like listening Mm -hmm. to something that's worth listening to as far as someone giving their take on fighting. Uh, I played, uh, I played a part of the episode when we were talking about uh, Orlando Mm-hmm. In the Strickland situation, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> so a guy who I've been uh kind of had we 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 just started doing like a a light spar. Uh, mm-hmm. we start doing like a light spar like once a week. It was only lasts for like uh ten minutes, but uh he trains and uh, me and him have uh, agreed to do like a little training sparring session like once a week. Um. And I played for him the Orlando Strickland uh, content that we were talking about. And this is a guy who's trained in gyms and he's fought, not professionally or anything like that, but he sparred guys. He's had injuries in the gym from sparring with guys. And uh, he 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 took in to what you and I were talking about as far as the Strickland-Orlando situation. And uh, I broke it down to him as short and brief, but, you know, somewhat detailed as I, as I could to give him the perspective of where you were coming from when you said what you said about Orlando and Strickland. And as far as me being someone who 
is oblivious to how it is when you go into a gym and sparring with people to just like the the everyday consumer of fighting uh, of fighting uh, as the fan would see it you know just someone who just loves watching UFC and so on and so forth who doesn't have experience in fighting would be like hey you know this is this will this will what my take on what I would see first glimpse at this whole Orlando Strickland situation um, mm-hmm. to give that perspective as a fan and then also get the perspective of someone who who has the experience of being in those type of situations, those sparring situations um, coming from you, uh, able us able to um, elaborate and talk about it and um, give a, a a very good opinion, painted opinion on it. And to have a listener be able to listen and be like, you know what? Like, okay, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, I like both, I like both um, aspects and um, perspectives and how you're, presenting it and so far like so far um haven't got any complaints i haven't got any complaints good to hear. so i'll have to make it out your way one of these days and, and we can spar oh man i'm gonna get my ass whooped <laughs> fuck that hey no I you have an advantage I, I gotta i don't i don't really have legs right now remember <laughs> hey i still need more practice <laughs> i'm still gonna need hey, but it'd, be, it'd, be a, it'd be a perspective it'd be a perspective um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. I, and I appreciate you ever since the first time you got on, on the first episode. So I appreciate you. Hey, it's always a pleasure. It's Mr. Mike Ellis on the Q30 Sports Podcast. You can go ahead and plug in your podcast. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, I got Oculi Rebus. We're a perspective-based podcast. Lately, it's been a lot of politics. Uh, you find us on all the same major platforms you can just fantastic q30 podcast uh the dms are always open uh we got the facebook uh honestly i would say go to the go to the twitter the facebook at oculi rebus and at oa rebus and like i said i'm open to any type of conversation and i can go on and on but it's time to move on (laughs) i love it hey man i appreciate you brother hey much love man hey man that's a good talk uh and I'll, i'll you hear from me later on i'll text you absolutely brother be safe all right, man, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. That was Mike Ellis coming at you from his bat cave. And, uh, again, it's UFC 268 tonight. I hope everyone that watches enjoys because uh, I'm definitely going to enjoy. Uh, I will have more content. For listeners, a lot more content coming. I have a lot to talk about, uh, a lot of opinions, perspectives to present. And uh, we're going to get to it, man, because there's only one way to do it. And that is to do it. That that was horrible. I I was freestyling that, but hey, who cares? (laughs) This is... The Q30 Sports Podcast Coming at you It's your boy G-Money G-Baby G-Black G 
And this is the Q30 Sports Podcast Holla at your boy Yes sir